Welcome to Anorex, the happy podcast for kids. We have jokes, we have questions, we have experts and we have tons of fun. Do you like sports? We do. My name is Justy and I am eight years old and I live in London, England. My favourite sport is Jiu-Jitsu. I used to have a lesson on it every Saturday with my godfather and we used to do loads of rolling around and wrestling with my friend Hugo. Oh yeah, my favourite one was shrimping and in Jiu-Jitsu. So basically that exercise, you just need to shrimp along and I used to be the fastest at it. So you just move your body side to side and you can't and you're on your side. You keep moving across, whittling your body, and then you have to run get to the other side of the mats without stopping. My best achievement was dressing onto the grey and white belt, and that's the one that I'm on at the moment with two stripes now. So basically if you do really good um, in that term you get a stripe and you don't need to get all the stripes but the maximum is four four white stripes and four red stripes. In total I have ten. No, the belt counts as one stripe. So yeah, twelve. I enjoy sports so much because basically you get to run around a lot and let out all of your energy and play with your friends. I got a skateboard for my seventh Christmas. It is a bit scary because I once went down the biggest one and I was so scared and it was a wet day so I went shooting down at top speed and then I scooted over on the wet bit. I went up one of the bits and did an ollie and then I tripped over on the water because there were like puddles around on the wet day. So then I studied over and ruined my clothes and became very filthy and never want to go down that ramp again. I went to Base 66 once and had this straight lesson and there was a massive bowl. I was too terrified to go down it. He made all of us go down it and I managed to do it and I become one of the best people on it. And then I had to go down the biggest side, which is super steep. And um, there were only like four other people that got to do that. And at the end of the lesson, I was the person who won the prize, which was a patch of wheels. The prize was for being brave and doing really well. So my name is Ali Jawad. I'm a Paralympic powerlifter. I've been very lucky to represent Paralympics GB at three Paralympic Games, winning silver in Rio, hoping to make Tokyo this year. I've had a very good career. I was lucky that probably my first couple of weeks of um, starting the sport, I competed at the British Championships and I got spotted by British weightlifting. Uh, and that was at the start of my kind of journey into you know, like real elite sport. Hello, my name is Molly and I am seven years old and I live in the UK. Why did you choose to lift weights? 
That's a good question. I didn't actually choose to lift weights. I got spotted. I didn't think I was actually going to be any good. But then when I started lifting on the first day, I got spotted by the owner of the gym and he said I should come back because I had some uh, talent. And uh, two years later, I was, I was at the Paralympic Games. So uh, he also had a good eye. Nobody expected me to qualify for the Beijing Paralympic Games because I was really young. I was only 16. And juniors don't do very well in our sport because it takes a very long time to get strong. So I committed to training four times a week with also studying for my A-levels. The college were very like accommodating in terms of having, having me having time off for train. Uh, so I'd always have Wednesday afternoons off and I used to leave early on Friday. So the, I was very lucky that I had that support network. But nobody expected me to qualify, but I actually qualified on my 19th birthday. So it's the best present anybody could ask for, really. For our sport... When I first started, that was very rare because um, at the time, it was only the top 10 men that went in the world at the body weight. So there's no junior competition. It was just a straight final. And, you know, the, the, to be in the top 10 in the world at that body weight was very difficult, especially for someone that, you know, was just starting the sport. And it takes a very long time to get strong. So, yeah, I, I didn't actually expect to get there, but I was just very lucky that I applied myself. I had a great coach at the time. And um, I kind of pretty much sacrificed what a teenager should do to, to, to try to do it. And I, luckily I did. Hi, my name's Flo. I am six years old and I live in England. What do you have for breakfast? So my breakfast consists of either eggs or porridge uh, with fruit. And that's pretty much the same every day. How much time do you have to practice? So being uh, an elite athlete, it's pretty much 24-7. So my, my nutrition's like really strict I weigh everything which means that that's more time and then I make sure that I get eight hours of sleep as well um, because rest is probably as important as training um, so actually being an athlete it's not just being in the gym it's actually the way you live outside of that so yeah pretty much 24 7 that you have to really uh, apply yourself to make sure they're the best you can be what do you do for relaxing so to relax I'm someone that actually likes reading autobiographies especially sports ones even though it's still sporty i feel like it does get me to switch off but also gets me inspired at the same time why do we need to play sports so i think sport for me teaches you values and morals that you can apply to life because in sport it's very challenging unpredictable and it does push you to limits that you never expected to be pushed but also you find talents and abilities that you never thought you had and I think that represents life perfectly so I think sport is a vehicle to to life and I think not only do you have the sporting element to it and you learn so much about yourself but actually you you make lifelong friends uh, and you get to travel the world which is very very rare for a job so I've, I've got memories that will last me forever and um and that, that's life right so you want them sort of special memories why are artists so bad at football because they keep drawing. <laughs> Hi, so my name's Giselle Amsley. I'm an England and Great Britain hockey player. Uh, I play in defence. I have played in the internationals team since 2013. Uh, I have 156 caps 
and I won gold at the Olympic Games in Rio 2016 and I also have two Commonwealth medals and I'm a European champion as well so I've been very fortunate with the career that I've had so far. I started playing um, hockey when I was about 10 years old. I'd always been on the side of a hockey pitch. My mum played. And so ever since I was in a pushchair, I basically was plonked on, side, on the side of a hockey pitch and, and, I, and I watched. And obviously I loved it. So I started playing club hockey. My school didn't have any hockey. So I went to my local club where obviously my mum played. And I just kind of fell in love with it from there. I worked my way kind of up into a ladies team at, at Plymouth Marjons and I played yeah some of my first team ladies hockey there but at this time there's kind of what they call a pathway and you go kind of play for county um, and I'm from Devon so when I was younger I wasn't picked for that stuff and you know you're obviously devastated because everyone you, you know you want to represent your, your county and stuff but it just didn't happen for me anyway I then got into under 15s and I and I'm I've kind of got selected for county there but I didn't get any further and then under 17s came and I was top age of under 17 and I got selected to go to an England trial I went and I was so out of my depth I had no idea who anyone was and I was just nowhere near good enough to be there and I got sent away with some feedback of you're too tall and you know that kind of thing I was thinking why should like how tall I am affect like surely it's about like what I can do and I'm going to prove to you that that I can get better uh, and I can do this the coach said to me that he'd look at me maybe in six months and I was thinking yeah yeah sure okay but anyway I'm going to go away and I'm going to give it my best shot actually true to his word six months later he did have another look at me and I, I played my first ever under 18 England game oh it was right at the very end of the year so there were, were just four games left and I, and I got to play one of those and it kind of gave me my first taste of international hockey. And it wasn't anything, you know, it, it was junior age groups. It wasn't like it was it was senior international hockey or anything. It was junior age groups. But it kind of showed to me that I wasn't picked. But actually, if you go away and you work really hard, then actually you, you can change kind of the outcome. That's kind of how I've always gone about it. So I went off to Loughborough University and I played my first bit of National League hockey. So I got into the first team at Loughborough. And I basically got so many opportunities. I got to train in a proper gym. I got to play hockey four or five times a week. Um, I got to play matches on a Wednesday and on a Saturday. And I just said yes to every opportunity, basically. And I, I just couldn't get enough of it. And I eventually made it into the under 21 England side. But I was also playing cricket at the same time at uni. The whole way through my life, I'd played hockey in the winter, cricket in the summer. And it had worked perfectly because there were two different seasons. It kind of gets a bit further up the line and they suddenly start to merge and cricket you have winter nets and hockey you have summer stuff as well and it was all getting a bit too much and um my coach of England of 21 was like I think you're gonna have to make a decision Giselle as to what you're gonna do and I really wanted to go to to the Europeans that summer for the under 21 so I was like okay I'm gonna have to go with hockey and I haven't really looked back from the under 21 Europeans I got trialed for the senior full GB team and I made my debut in 20, 2013. So I guess it's, it wasn't like a journey straight through the ranks, um, whereas lots of people have. I kind of came in a bit later, said yes to the opportunities that I was given and worked really hard. And uh, yeah, I guess that's why I'm where I am now. Hi, my name's Flo. I am six years old and I live in England. What is your favourite sport? My favourite sport definitely is hockey because that's the sport I play. But I actually love 
all other sports. I love watching them. I used to play everything that I could at school. Cricket was definitely another one of my favourites and I absolutely love watching that now as well. How do you run super fast? I wish I could say I ran super fast. (laughs) You just have to give it your all, try as hard as you can and and go for it. And not everyone's going to be super quick. Uh, Some people are going to be fast. Some people are going to have really good endurance and be able to run for miles and miles. So it's all about just using your strengths, really. And I know that I've kind of got a good engine so I can keep running and keep running. So at the end, I can kind of keep up with everyone by the end of it. How much time do you have to practice? I practice a lot, that's for sure. I am a full-time hockey player now. Um, I'm incredibly lucky that we get funded by the National Lottery. So, yeah, I get to tra- I get to play and train every day. Um, yeah, so, so training for me is something that I do all the time. I love it. Being a team sport and a, a sport that requires obviously a hockey stick and a a hockey ball it's not just about physical it's about making decisions as well there's 22 people on the pitch so you have to make decisions so yeah we train many different kind of ways in the gym um strength stuff injury prevention fitness work obviously so that is like pure running and things strength and speed and power uh because you have to be quick and then obviously we have we have our, our hockey training so um there's a huge variety of different sessions that we do typical day for me uh, i'd wake up in wake up in the morning i have my breakfast i kind of either have porridge yogurt and berries or weetabix and then i'll either have a hockey training session or a gym session then lunch Normally, I pretty much have the same lunch every day. I have toast with poached eggs and avocado, some spinach. And then I'll have another session in the afternoon, either hockey again, or it might be gym session. And then we also play club hockey, uh, a lot of us. So I will train with my club once a week and play a match at the weekend for them when it's the, when it's the club season as well. What time do you do training at? It does vary each day, to be honest. So it's not like every single day I train at nine o'clock. Sometimes, so on a Monday, my session, my first session doesn't start till half 11, but then I finish at about six, 6.15. So whereas then on a Tuesday, I train at nine. So yeah, it varies. And lots of that's worked out on kind of optimal times for training sessions. The GB men's team also train at the same place and there's only one pitch. So we obviously have to train at different times to them. And now with um, COVID, we obviously have to have a gap between sessions so there's no overlapping of teams. So yeah, timings definitely change each day. What do you think is the most interesting thing about sport? That is actually a brilliant question. I love sport for the fact that I get to play ultimately with a bunch of my mates, a bunch of my friends. You get to meet new people. You learn so much about other people, but you also learn a lot about yourself, how you react in certain situations when things are tough, when things are great, when things aren't so great. And I just love the friendships that you can make during sport. I think that that's one of the most special things about it. I mean, who wouldn't love turning up every single day to play with your friends? Uh, And ultimately that's what I get to do. And I also am someone who loves to push myself. I always want to get better. And I think sport gives me that perfect opportunity to always try and be better than I was yesterday. Uh, And that's a massive, massive thing for me. How does the snowman get around on an icicle?
Hello, my name is Kian. I am 11 years old, and I live in the United States. When I heard this episode was about sports, I decided to research an unusual sport I could talk about, because I thought it would be fun to learn about something new. The sport I found is only unusual in my part of the world, because it is very popular in Southern Asia. It is called Kabaddi. The game is played on a rectangular court, with a line, called the midline, separating the court in half. Two teams of seven each occupy half of the court and take turns sending one player into the other team's side to try to tag as many opposing players as possible. The player from each team that does this is called the Raider, and every person tagged by him is worth one point, as long as he makes it back to his side. Seems simple enough, right? Well, here's the catch. The Raider isn't allowed to breathe while on his opponent's side. Yes, you heard that correctly. He is not allowed to breathe. He isn't even allowed to hold his breath. He needs to repeat kabadi, 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 so the referee knows he isn't inhaling. This makes it very challenging, because he needs to be quick, yet the defending team tries to avoid him till he runs out of breath, or if he does touch someone, to tackle him to stop him from getting back to the midline. You can definitely see why it is so popular in Southern Asia. A game that fun should be popular everywhere else. Hi, Kian. My name is Ashok, Ashok Das, and uh, I'm the president of England Kabaddi, European Kabaddi, and World Kabaddi. And I'm so surprised and shocked. You are unfamiliar with Kabaddi, but you explained very, very well. And I hope one day you will be become the Kabaddi player. How did you get into Kabaddi? That's a good question. How did I get into the Kabaddi? I like Kabaddi because Kabaddi actually come from India. I born in the northern part of India. is a state called Punjab. In the rural area, there wasn't any entertainment. So then they start playing Kabaddi. And the Kabaddi because no need any equipment. So any other games, you need some kind of equipment to play with it. But especially Kabaddi, you don't need anything. So I start uh, learning Kabaddi. So my aim was uh, one day I will represent to my country and make my family proud, my country proud. So this was my aim. So I went to the Kabaddi guru in India. Like if you want to learn something and whoever you go to, the master, so you have to adopt him as a guru, okay? So guru, you have to take a sweet, you have to take something to him and touch his feet and say, yes, from now on, I empty my brain outside, I leave my shoes outside, like you go to the temple, so leaving his shoes outside. And my thinking is when you want to learn something, so empty your brain so master can fill with the goodies. Okay? If you're already full, you can't get most things in your brain. It's going to be spilled out. So I empty my brains. I learn from him. And I wasn't the best, but I do my best. So this is the way I get into the Kabaddi. What was the most exciting play you ever did? Sometimes the top team, they don't have their good day. So sometimes there's a hero become zero. And sometimes the zero become a hero. So my biggest day in Kabaddi, when I played for All India the second time, and I wasn't a, like a top player, like say about hero. 
And we was playing a match against a big team, like a Man United versus uh, the other club. <coughs> and they asked me to raid because uh, they wasn't successful. And we was down to, I think, 10 points, something like that. And time was ticking off. So then they asked me, you raid it. So I raided because I was the smallest person in my team. Yeah, I'm five foot uh, five. But they said, you raid it. So I was quick anyway. I was so quick. So each raid I went, I achieved point. Each raid I went, I achieved point. So by doing that, and uh, the opposition, they didn't think about me, but they was a little puzzled how he scored. So they get annoyed, they get frustrated and get angry. So in the game, when you get angry, you lose your mind. So you, when you lose your mind in the game, then you made a mistake. So then they start making a mistake. So I achieve points. They were thinking I'm nothing. I can't do this. I can't achieve that because the hero are failed. The top player was failed to achieve. So they get so frustrated, angry, and then keep making a mistake, keep making mistakes. So I achieved all the points and the end, we won. So that was my excited time and moment for the game. Which position do you like better? Raider or defender and why? Uh, every game is a teamwork. The only player, they are very important for the game to win. As a team, you can win. Always together, you can achieve anything you want to achieve. Even in a family, if you are all together, you can make your dream house. You can make your home happy home. If you split, if you don't listen to each other, there is always problem on the pitch, at home as well. There are some position which is our important position. So in Kabaddi is a raider. So raider is a more, I would say, is an important job who can score, who can bring more points to take a team to lead. But my favorite uh, position was uh, uh, the raider. But these days, the one position is not enough. You have to have all-rounder. If you want to get the position in any game, in football, in cricket, even kabaddi, you have to have uh, the all-rounder. Okay? And then you get more chance. So this is the reason for me to like uh, raiding. And the raiding is a more active way you go to the enemy area and you think about your team, you think about winning, you think about yourself to save and come back to your team. And you think about uh, if they put you down, you lose a point, your team lose you and you lose one person. Because in Kabaddi, if opponent catch you, you have to leave the pitch and you have to sit outside until your team gain the point. So they lose you they lose the point as well, okay? And the raider have to so smart. He have to be quick decision maker. He have to make a decision within 30 seconds. So the raider was my uh, favorite position. How do players train not to breathe for such long periods? It's uh, practice. Uh, practice make a man perfect. And I see some video people go to under the water and stay for a while, right, without breathing, okay? And the yoga as well. You can hold your breath for a few seconds. 
So this is actually exercise. So when you start playing kabaddi, you learn the skill and you also learn the skill how you hold your breath. So what you have to do, deep breath, hold it, and then you have to let go slowly, slowly. Slowly, slowly while you chant kabat, 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 kabat. So this is the way you master yourself and you hold your breath. If a normal person holding breath and running left, right, left, right, you will be exhausted. But if you had a technique, like in Kabaddi, you know how fast Kabaddi is rider running left, right, left, right, 30 seconds and also holding breath. He's not out of a breath or exhausted or falling down because it's practice. So practice makes you man perfect. So with the practice and what you call passion, yes, you can do anything. Why was Cinderella kicked out the football team? She was always late to the ball. Draw what you hear. Thank you for listening to Anorak, the happy podcast for kids. Hope you'll come back to listen to some more episodes. Now, a message for the grown-ups. Be sure to stay up to date with our happy podcast for kids by following us on any platforms you listen to podcasts on. And please leave us a rating or even subscribe if you love it that much. Studio Anorak is proudly independent. And to support this podcast and help us make lots more episodes, please visit our website, anorakmagazine.com or simply follow us on Instagram at anorakmag or Facebook and Twitter at anorakmagazine.